How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode number 120 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a huge hiking nerd, and every single week on this podcast, I chat with other huge hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail, or in this case, some experiences that have to do with the trail that are not partaking directly on the trail. And by that, I mean uh, one of the themes of this episode, because there are actually two parts to this episode. Um, one of the themes of this episode is a, a chat with uh, Rose Comics Turner, who you guys know and love very much if you listen to this show on the reg. She is the editor for this podcast, and she does an amazing job. Uh, she's also an Appalachian Trail thru-hiker, an avid backpacker, and she does some part-time shuttle work in Front Royal, Virginia for Appalachian Trail hikers and section hikers and everybody down there. And obviously shuttling is a very important part of the trail economy, so to speak, and it hasn't really been talked about very much on the show. And so I thought it would be fun to have Rose on just to have a very casual conversation about what it's like to be a shuttle driver on the AT. And we did that. However, that is only half the episode. That is part two of this episode because, folks, I decided to try something a little bit different on this episode for the first time ever, a two-part Trail Tales episode. And the first part is made up entirely of, uh, of me. That's right. You get to hear me talk for, for 25 minutes un- un- uninterrupted. I know, just what, you, just what you've wanted. Um, but for real, I've wanted to kind of experiment with like a solo episode for a while now. However, I wasn't really sure if I could talk about the theme of part one in this episode for an entire hour. And so instead, you got half an hour roughly of me talking about my Cranberry Lake 50 hike and the injury that I suffered on it, and basically how much it sucked and some lessons that you can learn from my mistakes, some lessons that I learned from my mistakes, uh, and just some general self-banter about uh, about injuries while you're hiking. Um, I'll leave it there. Uh, let me know if you guys like this, please. I want to have some feedback. It is different. I'm Not every episode's going to turn into a solo like episode is not going to turn into a solo podcast. Don't worry, um, but you know it's always it's always good to shake things up a little bit. So that's what we did here. That's enough rambling. Let's get into it. Episode number one twenty, the two part episode <laughs> with part two featuring Rose Comics Turner, the amazing editor of Trail Tales and a good friend of mine. Here we go. Let's do it. here we go everybody so this is obviously a little different than uh than these episodes usually are but the thing is i've kind of wanted to try like a solo episode for a while now uh it's been something that's been on my mind um and i don't know this just seemed like the the right time to finally do it only part of the episode obviously um because rose will be on in uh in just a little bit here but first i do just want to take the first part of this episode to just kind of talk talk to myself i'm sitting by (laughs) sitting by myself in my room uh you know just it feels obviously it's different than like a normal episode and it feels different right now but i just wanted to go through uh injury stuff injury related stuff um and kind of just talk about what happened on my cranberry like 50 hike a few weeks ago um talk about how it's been since then 
and then I will get over it and I won't continue to complain about it, I promise. Uh, but no, the fact of the matter is injuries, unfortunately, are something that happens to all of us. It doesn't matter how strong you are. Well, actually, I guess it, it, it kind of does. But, you know, my point is that, yeah, injuries happen to all of us. And, of course, there's things you can do to minimize the chance of injuries. But I almost want to say they're somewhat inevitable. Maybe inevitable is a bit of a stretch, but they're very likely if you are somebody who gets out a lot. Um, no matter how strong you are or no matter how many precautions you take, there's always a chance, right? And there's a good chance that it's happened to you listening to this right now, or I hate to say it, this is such a such a somber thing to say to my listeners, but I hate to say it, but this is, if it hasn't happened yet, there's always a chance that it will. Um, and so I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of important to talk about. Clearly, this is something that's been on my mind, uh, given the circumstances for the past few weeks. And so at best, I hope this will be you know, kind of useful to you if it, if you, if you end up with an injury, something like this. And, um, you know, at worst, it'll just be me venting a little bit. It'll be like a self therapy session. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what it feels like to be honest right now. Um, but yeah, let's talk about injuries. Let's talk about what happened to me in this cranberry, like 50 hike. Let's talk about what I think I did wrong, what I could have done differently to hopefully prevent it from happening and how I've just kind of been dealing with it since it did happen. Um, that's kind of my objective here. So, uh, if you haven't seen the video of my Cranberry Lake 50 hike, you might not know what the what the hell I'm talking about here. Uh, if you have seen the video, I'm still gonna go through some stuff that wasn't really talked about in the video. So it's not just gonna be a you know verbatim repeat of that video. Um, but anyways, if you if you haven't seen that video, basically about two weeks to the day now, I I went out and I hiked the Cranberry Lake 50 in the Adirondacks, and I hurt my my foot pretty badly, and two weeks later, um, I'm still re recovering. Uh, it is getting better, and I'll I'll talk about that in a little bit here. It is getting better, but uh, it's not better yet, and I still can't hike because of it, and it sucks. Um, but anyways, let me just tell the story of what happened real quick. So, leading up to this hike, uh, this is very important. Uh, leading up to this hike. I was feeling good, folks. I was feeling confident. Like, I, I felt like I was in the best shape. And honestly, I still kind of do feel like I was in the best shape I've ever been in in my entire life. And that's not just hiking shape. That's just kind of overall health and, you know, my stamina and everything. I felt like I was in the best shape of my life. Um, and so when this injury happened, it really caught me off guard. And maybe that's why I'm so hung up on it still um, to the point where I'm making my first ever partial solo episode about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know, folks, but leading up to this hike, yeah, uh, I had been doing a lot of trail running. I had been getting out two to three times a week at least, usually one of those times a longer run and the other two shorter runs, but I was being very consistent. Um, and, you know, they were pretty hard runs too. I felt like I'd put in a lot of miles and I felt like I was at a really good place. I hadn't really had too many injuries either. Um, I feel like usually little aches and pains crop up um, while I'm going hard with the hiking and the running and stuff. Um, usually not anything that slows me down too much, but, you know, little, you know, foot pain or knee pain or just little things like that that I have to be mindful of that kind of worry me, but don't actually end up developing into a full-blown injury. Um, and I felt like I hadn't even really experienced very much of that this year. And so I was completely 100% confident going into this Cranberry Lake 50 hike 
that I could do it over the course of about two and a half days. Um, I was going to try to do two pretty big days and then just clean up what was ever left on the last day. Um, I was even going to maybe try to do like a really big day the first day. That was my plan. That's, that's the plan I got in my head anyways. And I was, there wasn't even any thought that I might injure myself, um, especially on my right foot because I have never had any issues with this foot. Um, and so this is just a, a very general lesson, I guess, to start off here. Uh, you probably should be a little cautious, <laughs> even if you think you're in the best shape of your life, even if you are 100% confident that you can do something, please still have like the, the foresight to realize like, okay, maybe I need to knock myself down a peg here. Um, that being said, this injury was especially troubling for me and especially frustrating because it just caught me so off guard. And for a while now, for like the past like week or two, I've been kind of wrestling with it and being like, okay, what, like, what could I have done differently? And honestly, I actually talked about this on trail to my camera when it happened, but I actually ended up cutting a lot of it out of the video because it just wasn't that entertaining. But at the time, after it happened, shortly after it happened, um, I was really struggling to figure out why, like what I did wrong. And I, I remember I said to the camera and ended up cutting it out, but I said to the camera, this is really frustrating because I don't understand what I did wrong. Like it literally felt like it just came out of nowhere. And I am very much the kind of person that I like to understand why things have, like why problems happen. So when I have a problem in my life, I like to immediately just start thinking about solution, solution, solution. And I'm sure a lot of people are like that too, but I don't know. Um, I, I really don't like to dwell on things that much. I like to just immediately, like that's how I cope is just find a solution, work towards a solution um, immediately. And I was trying to like go through in my head what happened and I just couldn't figure it out. But anyways, seven minutes in here, I haven't even really told the full story yet. So I apologize to those who don't really know what I'm talking about here. I went out to hike the Cranberry Lake 50. Uh, the first day, I started a little bit late, as in like 10.45 a.m., 10.30, something like that. Um, not like terribly late, but kind of late for what I wanted to do because I wanted, like I said, my I got this idea in my head that I needed to pull like a really big day on my first day for some reason, like 20 plus miles. Um, I felt like I could handle that. I really did. I had done a 15-mile trail run a few weeks before this. Um, and I felt like 15 miles running was roughly equivalent to 20 miles of very flat, easy backpacking. Um, I had been doing a lot of other stuff. I felt like a 20 mile, a 20 plus mile day was like well within my capabilities. Obviously, I've said that like five times now. Um, and so I hit, I hit the trail hard, folks. Um, I started late, and so that probably didn't help either. So in my head, I was like, "Fuck, I still want to do this big day. I've started late, so I just need to go, 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 go." And now we're, we're going to start to get into what, after two weeks, I think probably went wrong for me and why I got injured on this, despite feeling like I was in the best shape of my life. Okay. Um, I went really hard all day, basically. I did take a couple breaks. Um, I think maybe two breaks. One of them for a good 20, 30 minutes. The other one for maybe just like 10 minutes. So... I didn't really stop very much, and I just went hard, hard, hard. And the thing you have to understand about this Cranberry Lake 50 trail is it's pretty easy terrain-wise, uh, especially for what I'm used to up in the northeast here. 
There's virtually no climbing on this entire trail. It's virtually completely fat, fat, flat. Uh, <laughs> and especially this first day when I hurt myself was literally flat as a pancake for most of the day. Um, and I thought that would make it easy. And it, and it did make it easier for a while because I was able to just send, send, send. I ended up doing like a 20, I think I calculated on Caltapo. I wasn't really sure at the time in the video because my map was all messed up and stuff, but um, actually I was kind of messed up. I was reading it wrong and it was kind of a shitty map. I was using the Nat Geo map. Don't, don't use that map if you're going to hike the Cranberry Lake 50. Don't use the National Geographic map. But anyways, it was very flat and I was just going super, super hard. And towards the end of the day, my right foot, a foot I've had no issues with ever after the thousands of miles I've hiked, never had any issues with this foot. Um, after, yeah, say maybe 16 miles, something roughly like that, it went from feeling completely fine as it has my entire life to hurting really, really bad. And it came on quick too. It wasn't like a dull pain in the morning and then it slowly got worse throughout the day. No, it went from feeling completely fine to a few miles later, me barely being able to put any weight on it. Um, and th that kind of begs the question and a lot of people were speculating in the YouTube comments of my video about it and rightfully so. Uh, it begs the question, what's actually the problem? And so, to be honest with you, I still don't know exactly what the problem is. I haven't gone to the doctor or anything yet um, because it is getting better. And I think at this point, I'm probably just going to ride it out. Um, but to just kind of roughly tell you, it, it came on. It just felt like the bottom right back part of my foot. Um, underneath the cuboid bone, maybe from the rough Google searching I've done, it seems like something over there, but I don't know if it was, but it doesn't really, I don't think it's a bone issue, although maybe, maybe it is partially like some pain on the bone, but the, I know the tendons or whatever the fuck underneath my foot were really hurting too. Cause when I would like stretch it out, like it would really hurt. Um, and it's that, that part's actually feeling much better now, but I definitely still feel some pain, some generalized pain under there. So people were, were speculating, uh, was it, I'm going to sound like an idiot when I said plant, plantar fasciitis, I think it's called something like that. That was like the number one comment that people were saying like, oh, it's probably this. And I'm, I'm honestly not sure about that. I, I feel like it's hard to explain, but looking at like foot pain charts online, it doesn't really seem like that's it, honestly. Um, but maybe it is. I don't actually know. But anyways, um, that was kind of what happened to me. I ended up hobbling those last I don't know how many miles, maybe like five, six miles, maybe less, honestly, maybe it was more like four, ended up hobbling the last part of that day. And I, I'm talking literally could barely put any weight on this foot. And I got to camp and I was literally just praying. I was like in my head, okay, please just feel better in the morning. Like, please, I just want to wake up and have this pain be completely fine or not nearly as bad. And like, I'll just be good. And like, we'll turn this hike around and everything will be fine. I won't have to make a big stink about it. Um, and so I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning. It did not feel any better. It felt just as painful. I could still, from the moment I got out of my tent, I could barely, even after resting for probably 11, 12 hours, I could still barely put any weight on this foot. And so at this point I was like, okay, I got to make some decisions here. And this is another valuable lesson. Uh, if anybody, if you ever have this much pain, and it might sound obvious to some, but for, for some others, maybe not. If you're, if you're stubborn, um, if you ever have, if you're ever in this much pain, quit your hike. If you can get off the trail, get yourself to a place where you can start to recover. 
because I think if I had been able to get off the trail at this point, I'd probably be hiking again right now. I, I would I would have still been injured for a while, but I, I don't think it would have been nearly as bad as it ended up being um, because I just wouldn't have. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting a little ahead of my a little ahead of myself here. Um, so that was like my first thought once I woke up and realized that it was still really bad. Unfortunately, the place I was in, I really didn't have an easy option to bail. If there had been a side trail I could have taken to get back to my car or a side trail I could have taken to get to a road that I could have gotten picked up on by someone that I knew that lived in the area or a road that I could have hitchhiked back to my car from, if there was just anything... I would have taken it, but to be honest with you guys, I was looking at, I don't even remember exactly how far, but the the quickest way out from the spot I was in, I was really in the thick of the, like the wilderness, honestly, I was really far out there and I would have had to backtrack a lot of what I had hiked the previous day just to get to a road. And then once I was at that road, I still wasn't very close to my car. I would have had to, and it wasn't a direct shot back to my car either. I really would have had to finagle my way somehow to get back to my car. I'm sure it could have been done, but at that point it would have still required a lot of miles, a lot of hiking on my foot. And, uh, and it, it just was a, such a pain that I felt like, my option of just continuing the loop and just getting back to my car like that was honestly just as painful. Uh, I, so that's what I did. I was like, I, if there was an, a, an easier way to bail, I would, but there really isn't. And so at this point I might as well just keep going because, uh, if I'm trying to explain this, it's kind of hard without you guys seeing just like a, a map of the trail, but it's basically a giant circle and other than backtracking a lot of miles, I don't remember exactly, maybe at least 10 miles, maybe further back to my car. Uh, and that, excuse me, not back to my car, back to a road and then having to figure out some other way to get back to my car from there. Um, the only other option was to just keep going and just hike back to my car via the, the loop, the original route that I was out there to hike. Um, and so I decided, fuck it, I'm just going to keep going. And the place I was at, it was called Cowhorn Pond, and my car was at the boat launch in Cranberry Lake, just if anybody is familiar with the trail or if you're looking at a map or whatever. Um, and so I was like, f I was like, fuck it, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just keep hiking. And I was hoping it would get better a little bit, because, you know, every now and then you have, like, injuries on trail, and then you, you have no choice but to keep going, and they get better. Um, so I was kind of just hoping that would happen. And it didn't, it did not happen. I felt every single step for the remainder of that trail. I probably hiked maybe 25 to 30 miles uh, on this injury of the 50 miles. Um, and I felt every single step of it. It did not get any better as the day went on. Not at all. And I ended up putting in, I think about 16 or 17 miles that second day. Um, I probably would have done less if I, if I had a choice, but in order to get back to my car in the time frame that I had with the amount of food that I had, I had to put in a lot of miles that day and it kind of left about eight miles to hike on, uh, on the last day on Monday. And I felt every mile, every step of every mile on that day as well. Um, basically it sucked <laughs> is what I'm getting at. It came out of nowhere. So anyways, let's talk about with with the few remaining minutes of my solo segment here before I before I bring Rose in 
let's talk about what I think at this point happened and what took me a, lo- a while to realize, honestly. Um, I think it was a combination of a bunch of different things. And I can see why I didn't realize these things. But in hindsight, I should have been smarter about it, I guess, if that makes any sense. So the first thing is my shoes. I was hiking in Ultra Lone Peak 4.5s. They were new this year, so I've never hiked in these shoes until this year. However, they were broken in. It's not like a brand new pair of shoes I'd never hiked in before. I probably put close to 200 miles on these things before I set out for this hike. Um, Some of that was hiking, but a lot of that was running. And I think that was the first problem. I think in my head, I had conflated trail running with backpacking a little bit too much. So just because these shoes had felt good while I was trail running, that did not necessarily translate to these shoes being the right fit for me on a backpacking trip, particularly one where I'm going pretty hard. And that's probably the biggest thing that went wrong. Um, Now, again, it was hard for me to see this because they had felt so good on all my runs and everything before this, and so I thought I was fine. They were a little bit too big for me. And this sounds stupid, I know. You're like, Kyle, obviously, like, shoes too big for you. Like, of course, you're going to get injured. But again, hear me out. Like, I, I was fine before this. I ran in them a lot, and they were fine. Uh, but there's another thing. I had only backpacked with these shoes one time, and really only one time this year, which was before this hike, that is, which was the Grafton Loop Trail. And... To be fair, that was a 40-mile loop that was much harder than the Cranberry Lake 50 in terms of the actual, like, terrain and stuff, and I was fine. I didn't have any foot problems, Uh, and my pack was heavier on that hike, too, than it was on the Cranberry Lake 50 because the weather was colder and I had a lot of extra layers and stuff. Um, It was a good amount heavier, actually. But I guess just one backpacking trip wasn't enough for me to have built up to the like the pace and the miles that I was trying to do on the cranberry like 50 I guess I should have gone slower essentially (laughs) it's pretty obvious right but I should have gone slower I still am not sure if I was able to do those miles I know for sure that I should have hiked it slower and I should have taken more breaks but I feel like I'm not, I'm not sure if I should have done less miles that first day. If, I, I, I should have based on the time. But if I had had more time in the day, if I'd started earlier, I still feel like I maybe could have put in a 20 plus mile day. I think it was like 22 miles or something like that. Um, but I just know I should have done it slower for sure. And another thing about this that uh, I think contributed to the injury is, again, I alluded to this a few minutes ago but this trail is so flat and it's barely even rocky which is not something I'm used to I know there's a lot of like flat and like smooth trails out there but on the east coast especially in the northeast that is not common um, I am very much used to hiking up up and over like steep shit and even when it's flat I'm used to rocky just very rough terrain right and you might think that would make it easier if it wasn't like that if it's just like flat smooth easy terrain like wouldn't that be easier and that's what i thought um in a in a lot of ways it is easier but i think what happened is i was just hiking so hard so consistently without stopping all day basically and because there really just wasn't any change in elevation or even really very much of a change in the kind of stuff that i was stepping on 
I was just pounding the exact same parts of my feet all day repeatedly because think about it if you're going uphill and then you're switching and you're going downhill and then you throw in some flat if the terrain is varying like that you're putting pressure on different parts of your foot as the day goes on so while you're going uphill for instance the part of my foot that was hurting was kind of would have been relieved because on the very few uphill sections there were on this trail and the very short sections of uphill there were um when I was kind of up like on my tippy toes a little bit, kind of engaging my calves more, I was up on the front of my foot. Yeah. So the part of my foot that was hurting, there wasn't any weight on it and it felt much better to hike like that. Um, and so when you're on trails like the Grafton Loop Trail, for instance, and a lot of other trails here in the Northeast that have varying elevation gain and terrain like that, uh, I think it does in a way, though it's harder on your body in other aspects, if you're going up and down, it might be harder on your knees and stuff, on the downhills and, and everything like that, and hard, maybe harder on your ankles and other stuff, but for the bottom of my feet, I feel like that is a little bit easier, just because it, it just switches up, yeah, like where the pressure is, where all the weight is, but that wasn't the case on this trail, it was flat as a pancake all day, and even when you're stepping on like rocks and you're kind of going around like obstacles like that, Again, you're still kind of switching up like your stride and every now and then switching up like the place that you're stepping on your foot. And there was just none of that. It was just pounding the same part of my feet all day. And I think that combined with shoes that were too big for me a little bit, um, combined with just going too hard, too consistently, too fast and not being used to, not being as used to carrying that extra weight of a backpack though it was very light um yet in the season i think all those things combined is kind of what did it and it's like yeah i know i know better now but it was hard for me to realize that at the time and i i don't really have any resentment towards myself for not realizing it i don't really feel like it was stupid of me i genuinely felt like i was ready for that and i just wasn't i just didn't realize it and i don't really think there was anything that could have convinced me <laughs> otherwise except for this happening so um where do i want to go from here uh let me just talk a few minutes about what i've been doing since this happened uh first of all when i finally got back to my car when i finally was over with this hike i was so relieved oh man it hurt like i'm telling you this one this was the most painful hike i've ever done this is the most injured i've ever been on a hike and it sucked. Um, so when I got back, I was very thankful that I was... And oh, actually, one thing I want to say here, I'm in a completely different direction with what I was just saying there, but one thing I want to say too is that this was never an emergency situation, by the way. This was never... I never once considered calling for like rescue or anything like that. I know I'm like making it sound pretty bad and stuff, but it was never like that bad, okay? Um, so like, I'm not saying if you get like severely injured out there, and you should like try to help yourself out, even if you literally can't. Like you should, and you, and you just end up just like dying out there. As drastic as that sounds, um, like if you actually need to call for help, like you should do it. But I knew in this situation that I could get myself out. I was just risking causing a lot of damage to my foot, like extra damage, and I knew it was just going to be painful. I knew I knew it was just going to be painful, and it was. Um, but I, I knew it wasn't at least at that point. And thankfully, it never ended up turning into a, like, emergency situation, if that makes sense. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was really stoked when I got back. Um, actually, that's not true at all. I wasn't stoked. I was relieved. <laughs> that's the right word. I was super relieved to just, like, put that behind me for a few days. and Or not a few days, for just a few, a few moments. Because 
soon thereafter, and something I knew right as soon as I hurt my foot on day one, um, as soon as I was on this hike, I knew, okay, start recovery now. Um, I wanted to believe that it was just going to maybe just be a freak thing. And like a few days later, a few days of resting, I'd be back to normal. But deep down, I kind of knew that this was, this was more than that. This was going to be at least two weeks without doing any hiking at all, any running, any backpacking. And I'm at the point now where it's been two weeks and it is getting better. Actually, just the last few days, it's like really started to pick up and, and feel a lot better, but it still hurt. I still am hobbling a little bit on it. I know that if I were to try to hike, it would probably just injure it again and it would be painful. And so I don't know. Do I take, I'm probably going to have to take at least another week off. I'm going to, hopefully it keeps feeling better at the rate it has the past few days, but uh, it's still injured now and I've been resting it, obviously. I haven't even done so much as walked down to the end of my street and back. The only walking I've really been doing is just around the house and around the grocery store and stuff. I've tried to minimize as much unnecessary walking as I can. I've been icing it. I've, I've been icing the shit out of it. I'm actually icing it right now. <laughs> um, and that seems to be helping. I was rolling it out a little bit. Um, again, I'm not a freaking doctor, obviously. So, you know, I'm not saying you should follow this advice or anything, but this is what I've been doing. Um, I've been taking a little bit of ibuprofen, just the usual stuff, nothing ground groundbreaking here. And it is getting better, but it's slow and it's really disheartening. Um, and so I've been trying to stay positive. I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to being injured like this. If you're somebody who really, really tries to get out there as much as you can and really values the time that you spend, you know, exercising, if it's something that's like very connected to the to you feeling healthy both physically and mentally um it can be really hard and so you just got to stay positive i guess and that's what i've been trying to do this making video making the video about it and making you know just continuing my content has certainly helped because it helps me feel connected to you know the trail still even though i can't actually be on it right now um and so yeah i feel like that's it, 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 it's been kind of shitty not gonna lie folks it's been kind of shitty um but I've been able to vent a little bit about it here. And so thank you for being a captive audience to that. And I think this is definitely making me feel a little bit better. So thank you. Um, if I do more of these solo episodes in the future, they're all just, they're not going to all just be doom and gloom. Uh, so <laughs> I don't want you to think that every time I do a, a future solo episode, it's going to be just me bitching for 30 minutes like this one was. Um, but I don't know. Let me know how you guys like this if anything, just the format, um, because sometimes it can be tough for me to find guests on Trail Tales. You probably noticed there hasn't really been any new guests lately. It's been a lot of repeat guests, and that's not to say that I can't find them, um, because you guys are always suggesting people, which I really appreciate. But with everything uh, going on between just like my personal life and trying to keep up with the content and all this stuff, um, I just haven't really been able to get as many or any really <laughs> non-repeat guests lately. Uh, so I'm, I'm still going to do that. Like, I'm not saying I'm never going to do that again, but uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Thank you for listening. Let's bring in Rose now. Rose is amazing. She's been doing such an amazing job editing this, this podcast. And honestly, guys, I'm not always like super great about scheduling and communication with her. And that never deters her. She always does a great job. And I'm so, so thankful for that. And honestly, she's just a great friend at this point. And I'm, I'm excited and blessed to have her back on the show. 
So yeah, let's jump into part two. All right, part and two let's talk to of Rose. the first ever two-part Trail Tales episode. Rose, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Woohoo! And I'm sure it won't be, definitely won't be the last time. Everybody, uh, everybody <laughs> hears from you. Everybody, Rose has been doing an amazing job, by the way. Um, continuing to do an amazing job, and I really appreciate it. And I think everybody listening appreciates it as well, Rose, even if they don't know it, <laughs> because uh, without you, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be listening at all. So no, I, I do really appreciate it. And um, so this is going to be cool because Rose, as we're going to discuss uh, more in just a second here, has been doing some. Well, first of all, she's a hiker first and foremost. She's done some really awesome stuff, but she also has been doing some uh, shuttle driving on the AT, which is like kind of cool because I mean, on the surface, it, it doesn't really, when I say it like that, it doesn't really sound that exciting, but um, she, she actually, I mean, it, it, that's not true. It, it does sound kind of exciting, especially <laughs> if, especially for people who have like taken shuttles before, like on the AT specifically. I mean, it is like a big part of how people get around to and from the trail and all that stuff. Um, How people get bailed out. If there's an emergency, it is a very important part of the trail community is what I'm is what I'm getting at here. And despite that, I've very rarely talked about it on the show, let alone talk to somebody who's actually done it. So, yeah, I just think uh, I think it'll be cool to hear that perspective, Rose, and I'm glad that you you can uh, provide that. Can you maybe start by just um, talking a little bit about like what it is specifically? Because it's not like a full time like gig for you. Um, can you just talk yeah. about yeah, like what what exactly it is in in uh in this context here? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, um, among my many jobs and responsibilities, um, I have three very trail related things that I do. Um, aside from actually hiking, of course. <laughs> um, uh, I'm part of the local AT committee for this area, and I also work at the Outfitter around here, and I run shuttles for hikers. Um, and so between the three things, I feel like I have pretty good grasp of kind of the the hiker season this year and the flow of, the flow of everything and all that. Um, but... Also, between those three things, I get a lot of um, shuttle requests. Mm -hmm. Like, even when I'm working at the Outfitter, like, people will ask. Or people just ask, like, before they know that you actually do it? Or they ask about shuttles, maybe? They ask about shuttles. They don't necessarily ask me directly if I I can do it, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, um, unless they know that I'm, like, closing the shop that time or whatever. Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I've, you know, got my name on some shuttle lists and whatnot. Um, so a lot of the time it's just shuttling hikers to or from the closest trailhead. And I'm, I'm based in Front Royal, um, Mm -hmm. at the north end of the Shenandoah Valley. Um, and, um, so, I mean, I'm like, well town is like three miles from the trail um mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty close we get a lot of through hikers yeah um, yeah definitely front yeah. Royal's is a, a, a big trail town although i didn't go there because i was like, had some friends <laughs> or i forgot what the fuck it was but you know obviously like it's a big actually i did go there that's bullshit i did go there but yeah big trail town <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah yeah it's really like 
it's gotten a lot more of a rep in the last couple of years, um, but I think it's still underrated as a trail town. Ooh, why do you say that? Um, so, like, I usually contrast it with uh, Harpers Ferry. Mm-hmm. Harpers Ferry is gorgeous and, like, really cool historic area. Definitely recommend that people take a couple hours to explore around there. But uh, it's really not that great of a trail town, though, in yeah. terms of the literal, like, <laughs> in terms of like logistics and like resupply. Yeah, I remember that. I was far shocked. Away. Yeah, I was like, "There's, uh-huh. I can't believe there's no like grocery store like right in town." I mean, there yeah. there's options, yeah. but they're out. They're like outside of town, and like it's kind of a pain to get there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, again, Harvest Street yeah. is dope, but like just not for like a resupply, I guess, <laughs> or lodging right, for right. that matter. Yeah. Maybe. In in no way am I trying to shit on Harper's Ferry. No, no, like, no, no, no. love that place. Five stars, definitely recommend. But as far as, like, trail town amenities, you know, I would probably only give it two stars, Mm -hmm. you know? And you would say Um, Front Royal is much better then, huh? Front Royal? Honestly, I've been to a lot of trail towns, and I think Front Royal gets five stars. Nice. As far as as its trail town rating, you know? Because everything that you need and everything that you want is all in walking distance. Yes, that's so important. (laughs) And... Um, it's just, like, a fun place to take a zero, and, uh, there's, like, an arcade and a theater and a lot of great restaurants, a lot of variety in the restaurants. We've got the Outfitter, a few different hotel, or, uh, motels, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, we've got Mountain Home B&B, uh, which is a really cool, like, more historic sort of place to stay um and they're very hiker friendly like the one of the owners has through hiked he's actually one of the co-chairs of the at committee for this area um but then this year another spot opened up called stumble in um and that's again not really using the word hostel in the official language um (laughs) but it's basically a hostel um and it's it's really nice, um, and that's more of like a um, just kind of hosting hikers in their basement, and they have a really nice uh, like porch area and like all the best amenities and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, and they're really sweet people. Um, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, a lot of amenities around here. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. And we have base camp now. Um, what's what's as base of, camp? Like three years ago. Um, so base camp is um, like three or I think actually four businesses um, teamed up together. So it's it's right on Main Street in Front Royal. Um, it's the Front Royal Brewery, which is about to change names to something weird. I don't know, <laughs> um, but uh, for now it's Front Royal Brewery gotcha. <laughs> and. Um, and the bakery, Down Home Comfort Bakery, the tapas place called Venova, and the outfitter that I work at, Mountain Trails, uh, mm-hmm. we all team together, um, and the, the owner of the building, because that's all technically one building, okay. um, uh, we all team together to provide this service, like, in the back of those, uh, businesses, um, that's... Base camp, and that has the free showers and free laundry and a boot dryer and a bathroom and lockers where you can keep your packs when you're, um, you know, just walking around town or whatever. 
That's um, awesome. I've never heard of this section. That's so cool, though. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, last year, we had to keep it closed. Um, like, the businesses were all able to keep themselves open, fortunately, uh, which is really good. But, you know, with COVID and stuff, we didn't want to have, like, a bunch mm-hmm. of people back there in close quarters. And I don't know. Yeah, It was, like, a but, little too much. But it's yeah. back. But it's back now. Yeah. Nice. And it's awesome. And I'm so glad that we have it. Um, and it's it's so great <laughs> seeing hikers come out of there just like incredulous. Like, I can't believe you guys are just offering this service and that it's free. Like, yeah. they're just like, what? <laughs> well, it's probably pretty beneficial for the businesses, too, obviously, because it kind of gets people in oh, the door, yeah. too. So it's, it's kind of like a win-win, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I like to hear um, that. I like to hear that. You're just like, you're just like around hikers like constantly then. It kind of seems like you're around hiking. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Okay. How did you, what made you start with the shuttling then? Like, when did you first start doing that? Um, I mean, I had like, you know, picked up hikers occasionally just for free, for fun, just happen to see them kind of thing. Um, But this year... I don't know, I guess somewhat on a whim, I just put my number on gut hooks. It was like, call me if you need anything. <laughs> or text me if you need anything, I guess. Um, and that was like really early in the year. Like, I think that was like early March or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, there's like no one on trail. Up, no one up this far yeah. yet. Um, and... Then slowly I started getting more texts and calls and whatnot, um, <laughs> and it was pretty consistent for a while there. Um, is it starting to slow like, down a little bit now? It is. It is. The bubble is past Front Royal now, um, mm-hmm. the Nobo bubble. Um, yeah. But um, there's still, you know, a few few slower or later starters mm-hmm. um, i feel like i was probably around there this time of year i think it was actually hmm, no it might be a little bit later a little bit later i know i was in virginia in july though or maybe it was june actually fuck i don't know okay <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's all <laughs> blur rose <laughs> but yeah obviously like the, yeah. the the majority of like the novo bubble at least is probably is probably past there um and it sounds like You've gotten right. recognized a few times from Trail Tales listeners, which is hilarious because every now and then everybody <laughs> Rose will send me a text be like, oh yeah, somebody like recognized me today, which first of all, I don't know how they recognize you from a podcast. I I, your voice is, I guess your voice it's is, so is very distinct. I guess it sticks in people's no, heads. No, I don't think they're recognizing my voice. <laughs> how does I think that, how they does just like... I think they'll hear my name, or I'll, I'll tell oh, them my trail oh, name. Oh, yeah, duh, comics, the trail name. And yeah, they're like, okay. <laughs> wait a second, weren't you on this episode of Trail Tales? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's happened a few times, right? Yeah, I think at least three or four times. That's awesome. Um, that's like almost more months, but... That's like almost more than like I've been recognized, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, though. But it's always fun. They all obviously like the show, so... Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What are some of the things that hikers can do? And honestly, by the time hikers make it to Front Royal, from either direction, I guess Nobo or Sobo, they're probably like pretty well versed on how to like be a good shuttle passenger. 
But <laughs> yeah. maybe a section hiker, somebody who's just curious, honestly, I'm kind of curious. Um, what can people do to make uh, things as easy as possible? It's stress-free stress uh, as possible for the person that's uh, shuttling them. Huh, that's a good question. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I know it's very basic. Be... It's just a car ride, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's but gotta be, be sweet something. and funny and be a good conversationalist. Uh, um, I don't know. How about in terms of like being like smelly or like dirty or anything like that? I mean, it, granted, you're a hiker, oh, so like, I'm sure you're not that like concerned with it. But I don't know. I don't care about that personally. <laughs> Maybe other shuttle drivers do, but I'm hiker trash. Whatever. <laughs> um, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh. Usually I offer to take their trash if they're like, you know, like if I'm bringing them to the trail mm -hmm. and they have like a coffee that they're finishing or whatever, I'll be mm -hmm. like, I can take that for you if you want. Um, and like, I'm totally cool with that. Sometimes, and I realize at least 50% the time, fifty of the time that it happens, it's probably by mistake, but sometimes they do leave trash in the car without saying anything. Mm. I'm like... Hmm. Yeah, that's not... Hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do um, that. And it's only ever just, like, you know, an empty Red Bull can or something. Yeah, you not know, like they like, a fuck ton of trash. But still, you know, it's common yeah. courtesy, you know, just in anybody's car, really, not to, not to leave yeah. trash in it. <laughs> or even just, like, tell me Say or something. ask yeah. me, and yeah. I'll be like, yeah, cool, and not just, like, find it three days later, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. How about, like, scheduling and, like, showing up on time? Because, like, sometimes, especially if you're, say, going from the trail into town, um, I feel like it can be hard to, like, nail down exactly what time you're going to be there. So have you ever had issues with people, like, not showing up on time or, like, miscommunications like that? Actually, it's been pretty solid. Really? Um, yeah, surprisingly so. Um but yeah, usually it seems like hikers are like erring on the side of caution for yeah, yeah. when to ask for a shuttle. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like a lot of the time maybe people don't even call it until they're like just about at the at the trailhead. Maybe just if anything there's yeah. a service there, but I guess right, I didn't really think right. about that. I was I was definitely more of a hitchhiker than a than a yeah, shuttle me too, person. For although sure. <laughs> Yeah. Although sometimes I would. Usually I think the times I would do that were if it was hard to hitchhike back to the trail, like even if it was close, if there was just like a, I don't know, I remember Daleville, Virginia specifically. Oh, it was, yeah. There was just like a bunch of intersections and it was, wasn't like a... Yeah. It really was only like a mile to get back to the trail from where I stayed. Like I probably could have just mm -hmm. walked it, but it was like just not like a shoulder and like just a pain in the ass. So I would do it like then sometimes, but most of the time right. I would try to hitchhike if I could. But I don't know. Do you find that people are calling you because they don't want to hitchhike per se or just it's so convenient now there's so many different shuttle drivers along the trail hikers are just maybe getting more used to doing that i don't know i'm kind of curious about that if you have any thoughts on that yeah i think it's a little bit of a mix i think um especially with the people who are section hiking they'll call me like way in advance yeah yeah like at least a week in advance usually and be do you like, do do you do like schedules like that like like pre-scheduled yeah. rides and stuff yeah totally cool. um as i mean I work like four and a half jobs, so it has to work with that. But yeah, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, usually it's fine, you know. It's or I just all, send not... them the list of other shuttle drivers. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, that's nice of you too. Yeah, it's not all just like 
last minute like hey can you come pick us up like now <laughs> do you do that <laughs> yeah. too though do you ever do those uh it's a good mix it's a good mix mm-hmm. um i remember one of the f- earliest ones i got this year um i don't know if you followed um andrew lives life no i don't uh, think i've seen him or uh no no today i think that's his real name no um, i'm not familiar but he was uh one of the earlier hikers this year and um i remember i had like just gotten home from work for the day um and it was getting dark and but it wasn't like totally dark yet mm-hmm. and like i'd probably been home about five or ten minutes when i got a call from him or a text i think and he was like hey any <laughs> chance you'd be able to pick me up <laughs> and bring me to town and i'm like when do you need a ride? <laughs> and he's like, I mean, as soon as you're available. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and uh, I, I did say something about like hitching isn't usually bad from there, but yeah, it is dark, so it's gonna be a lot harder. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so think like, I've ever hitchhiked at night before, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So that definitely makes a big difference. Like, it's usually not bad hitching from that trailhead. It's pretty. Um, it's a straight shot, if I recall, right? Yeah, yeah, and like it's mostly. also only, like, three miles, and the speed limit's, like, 45 right there or mm-hmm. something. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's 50. Something like that, though. Not crazy fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm on my way, but, like, just let me know if you get a hitch before I get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I went and picked him up, um, and he was really cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It varies, definitely. yeah. Yeah, um, you referred in the t- and when we were texting setting this up today, you re- you referred mm-hmm. to um, a couple troublemakers on the trail. Uh, what, what did you What did you mean? Can you explain that a little bit? Uh, of course yeah. that Of course that piqued my curiosity. Yeah. Um, okay, people get a little concerned sometimes about safety on the AT, and mm-hmm. I always stress that like I definitely feel way safer on the trail than I do in any town or city um, as far as like safety from humans kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, there are still occasional sketchy characters out there. Um, And then the other flip of that is that as soon as that character is, you know, known by or recognized as sketchy by, like, anyone on the trail, then everyone on the trail knows knows about about it within a few days. Like, all up and down the 2,200 miles, you know? Yep. Um, And so a couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah, about two weeks ago, um, there were two different hikers. Um, One was going south and the other one was going north. Um, and they're both fairly close to Front Royal, and it seemed like they might actually, like, cross in Mm -hmm. Front Royal. I don't know. It would depend on their timing. Yeah. But, um, they were both pretty sketchy. One of them, um, has been dubbed Hammer Time. I heard about this guy. Yeah, I saw saw this. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, like, hiking around with just a day pack, and he's wearing jeans, and he's carrying a hammer, and, like... Making people really uncomfortable with the way mm-hmm. he's talking and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have not encountered him myself. Um, and then I think, yeah, so that one was going south. Um, as far as I know, he's actually still on trail. Um, and then the other one, uh, was going north and he might've actually gotten off trail. He just needed like a little bit of help kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I heard that he was getting some kind of mental evaluation. Um, but he was being really inconsistent with his behavior. It sounded like, and, um, harassing some women. Um, like, yeah, it sounded pretty sketchy to me. I actually had to report him to the, um, well, there's like the overall national park, dispatch thing but then there's one that's specific to shenandoah national park so mm -hmm. i had to report him to both um per the request of some hikers who had a not so great encounter with him yeah. um but kind of uh, got their back out there in that area that's that's kind of cool honestly or important i guess someone someone needs to <laughs> yeah yeah it feels kind of good to be to have the resources that i need to be able to do it you know mm -hmm. like i was told about you know, how to file an incident um, when I joined the AT committee. Um, which, by the way, anyone listening, if you do encounter a sketchy character or one of your friends does, you can go to uh, yeah, AppalachianTrail.org and uh, somewhere in there, um, AppalachianTrail.org, and then there's a tab that says Explore, and then off of that, the last thing says Report an Incident, and so you can just go from there. Mm-hmm. That's definitely good to know. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever, or if anybody's ever brought that up on the show before, but I, I, I've been vaguely aware of that that tool as well. So it's probably about time that got mentioned somewhere on here. <laughs> Again, not that it's like, like a a big like thing that needs to be in like the back of your mind all the time. Like you don't need to like be stressing out about it. But just like everywhere in life, of course, there's always going to be some. Uh, I don't even want to say some bad apples. Just some some people that might make you uncomfortable. I'm sure we've all experienced yeah. that at some point, um, mm -hmm. which it's just, unfortunately, that's just life. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a hiking. It's not a hiking thing. It's just a life thing. And yeah. the, the trail is no exception, unfortunately. Although it is yeah. the exception, as in it's much rarer than normal life, I would say. I think just about everybody would agree with that. Yeah, definitely much more rare. And also, like, everyone has your back out there. Yeah. Even the people not even on the trail. The people close <laughs> to the trail, like Rose, still have your back, yeah. so that's cool, honestly. That's really cool. Have you ever had yeah. any, like, sketchy or, like, just not super great people use your shuttle services? Um, okay, think about it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I had one guy that was a little weird the other day, um, or a week or two ago. Um, couldn't get a good read on him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think he was just kind of out of the box, but like probably fine kind probably of thing. Probably harmless, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was definitely interesting. Um, we actually had a pretty good conversation, but I was just like unsure how to interpret some of the things he was saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. Well, that's good. It sounds like it's not that yeah, many. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure, like, when you sent me that text message, I wasn't sure if, like, you meant, like, sketchy people that you had personally, like, 
interacted with via the shuttling or if it was referring to like the hammer guy <laughs> i kind of thought right, that might have been what right. it was too i wasn't sure because <laughs> i'd heard that was in like that area or something like that so yeah <laughs> that's good that's good um i mean and it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody like uh obviously like hikers are usually pretty chill and i'm not just saying that because yeah. they're the ones that listen to this show uh, i'm <laughs> saying it because it's true everybody everybody knows that um yeah. let's see do you like working in the outfitter i've like i feel like that's like the <laughs> that's like a job that a lot of folks who are like really about the trail like end up working at outfitters and obviously like it's a job still but i don't know i feel like it'd be kind of nice what do you what do you think i mean obviously you're not going to air out your fucking employer if you don't like it but <laughs> what do you think rose <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a dumb question now that, I, now that i'm getting my boss it out of my is great mouth. <laughs> um uh yeah this is actually one of my favorite bosses that i've had nice um, okay cool and uh, yeah i really like the job i mean it doesn't pay that well but <laughs> It's also like, I don't know, it, like if I'm working alone and it's a slow day, then I can just work on comics mm -hmm. while I'm being paid. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like I can't really complain that much. And also the commute, well, there's two different shops that I work at, but the, oh, okay. if, I, if I'm working at the one in town, then the commute's like nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, and as, especially when I'm working at the one in town, I get to hang out with hikers and yeah i was gonna say know. like not just working at any outfitter but like an outfitter right along the at too like yeah. that's like that's even cooler i feel like it's gotta be right yeah definitely i get to like help empower people to be outside which is one of my favorite things mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. um and we're dog friendly so i get to pet dogs almost every day <laughs> like can't complain no no um yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah. rose um yeah. All right, I think we're going to I think we're going to kind of wrap it up here. Um Rose, I really appreciate you hopping on here like so last minute and and chatting for a few minutes and everybody let me know what you thought of the 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 split episode of the solo part. Um again, it's not every episode is going to turn into this, don't worry. Um it just <laughs> it just kind of made sense for this week. Um and you know, I'd be open to doing some more like that in the future if people if people like it. If not, let me know. Be honest. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, thank you, Rose. I, I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate all the continued work that you've been uh, doing to keep this show running. Uh, seriously, I, it's, it's awesome. And I probably wouldn't be doing this still if it wasn't for your help. So it's much appreciated. Well, I'm glad to be here. I enjoy doing it. All right. Um, plug, why don't you plug your Instagram in case some folks haven't, haven't somehow uh, gotten over there to follow you yet. And they've heard you talk about it a few times. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm on Instagram at Rotu Comics. It's R O T U C O M I C S. Oh um, yeah. Can I do like a thirty second shout out to a bunch of my favorite hikers from this year? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shout out to my faves: uh, Sriracha, Bougie, Truly, Dry Run, Smiles, Jetpack, Phantom, Killjar, Birdie, Lowrider, and the fifth person that was with them that I didn't get their trail name written down. Sorry, you were cool too though. Um, <laughs> Dragon Sky, Heat, uh, yeah, Dragon Sky, Heat, Whis Winky, Zay and Tejas, uh, Denim Dan, uh, I already mentioned No Today, um, Hambone, Masochist, Heard the Call, and Solo. 
Awesome. Those are just the ones that I could actually remember <laughs> the trail names of. I'm sure you've There met... were other good ones. But... Oh, yeah. I'm sure you meet badass hikers all the time there. I'm jealous, honestly. Um, all right. All right. Thank you, Rose. Thank you for listening, everybody. And, uh, yeah. See you next week. Bye.